Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. All right, welcome back, everybody, to episode seven of the Leader of Learning podcast. And uh, I'm going to do a couple of things a little bit differently in this episode. First, if you're a regular listener of the show, you might have noticed that the intro music has changed a little bit. Uh, and also, if you're a regular listener, you have uh, obviously been able to tell that every episode so far I've had a guest on. Well, this episode, I, I just want it to be me. Um, I want to talk about some stuff that's been on my mind lately and um, in kind of debating whether or not to put this content out, I, I think I said to myself, you know, your message, my message will probably resonate with someone. And so I really wanted to dedicate this episode to this idea of pushing yourself and pushing the envelope and essentially raising the bar and raising your own expectations of yourself. So I'm recording this episode on the third Thursday in November, uh, which happens to be every month the same day that some of the members of my PLN, those of us who are connected with hashtag PassTheScopeEDU, do our monthly Periscope broadcasts. And uh, I think that's kind of timely because this month we're talking about being grateful with Thanksgiving holiday coming up next week. Um, what are we grateful for? Well, I was grateful for a conversation that I had recently, and actually it became the inspiration for this episode with a teacher that I work with at my school. And just to provide a little bit of context, I won't tell you the teacher's name, but my role in my school is one of being an instructional coach. And this teacher came to me with a, a problem, and uh, she wanted to solve the problem. She was looking for my help in recommending some strategies and some ways that she could solve this problem. So I want to start out by saying that pushing yourself needs to come before pushing students. Or if you want to take a put a leadership spin on it, leading yourself comes first before you can lead others. So the conversation that I had with this teacher started by her reaching out to me and saying, Dan, I I could really use your help. You know, could you come talk to me for a few minutes? And, and so I went and I spoke to this teacher. And, you know, I, first of all, I think this teacher is a rock star teacher. She does so many amazing things in her classroom, outside of her classroom, to really make her students better and to really look for growth and achievement in her students. But her problem was that she needed some strategies to help push her strongest students. She said to me, you know, I give out these long-term assignments and I have students who are submitting them the very next day. We talked about it for a while and what we've done is we've set up now sort of a, an ongoing, if you want to call it coaching relationship now where I'll work with her and her students on, on this challenge. But at first, uh, I kind of took a step back and, and I reflected on just how amazing it was for this teacher who... I already consider to be such a rock star to want to reach out and get help and to come to me to seek out new strategies for things that she's wanted to do in her own classroom. So I kind of got this in my head and, and actually it led me to contribute to, I got to give a shout out real quick to my buddy Claudio Zavala Jr. who has a few trendy 
flip grids, uh, and one of them is called hashtag positive noise. So I contributed to this positive noise flip grid by saying that you need to push your students by first pushing yourself. And, uh, and that became the inspiration then for this, for this episode. Before I go further into talking about this idea of pushing yourself and, and raising the bar, I kind of wanted to get personal for a second and, and take you back to something uh, from my past and, and my experience uh, that I think will maybe resonate with people in terms of, of pushing yourself and, and maybe finding different ways to push yourself than people are really expecting you to. So I'll take you back to, and I won't date myself here, it's been a while, I'll take you back to when I was an undergraduate in, in college. When I first got to college, uh, I majored in music education. I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I was uh, quite the accomplished trumpet player back then. But after, well, really less than a year, so during my freshman year of college, uh, things got really tough. I dropped out of the music program. And uh, for a few years there, I was just searching, I guess, really searching for myself, you know, who I was. And I had a lot of fun getting involved in journalism and broadcast journalism, which is what I ultimately majored in, uh, what my degree is in. I had fun as a radio announcer uh, for the college basketball team and a little bit of their uh, baseball games and, and some studio work with the other sports that we had going on there. But my grades really, really suffered. I could probably even somewhere produce, find for you the one or two letters I received from the university threatening to remove me or expel me from the school as long as uh, my grades didn't improve. So essentially, I was put on academic probation. Well, I graduated. I, I will tell you, obviously, it's a success story, and, and I've gotten a few degrees even since, but I was able to graduate, but my grades were never, ever good. Even now, I'm, I'm embarrassed uh, when I have to submit my transcript for jobs that I apply to. However, what I want to tell you about this story, the the angle, the the spin I'd like to put on it is that even though my grades weren't real good and my transcript doesn't look real good, amazing amazing learning was still happening. So when I was in college, one of the biggest reasons why my grades were so low is that, I'll be honest, I didn't attend class as often as I should have. But what I was doing in the meantime was not going out and partying and, and living the college life to its fullest. But what I was doing was I was taking advantage of opportunities that presented themselves to me that really provided me much more of an education than the learning that I was doing in my classes. For example, I was a section leader in the college marching band, and really the best leadership opportunity I've ever gotten, uh, even to this point in my life, came from being not only a member of a fraternity, but also the president of the fraternity. And I promise I will tell you more of that story sometime soon, and uh, you'll have to stay tuned to listen to what happened to me and my organization when I was the president for a year. But what I was learning even then, and it's much more apparent to me now, and, and I can reflect back and think about how amazing these opportunities and experiences were that I was getting, what really strikes me is how much learning I was doing and how hard I was actually pushing myself to learn. So when it comes to real authentic learning, it's okay to take risks. It's great to take risks. 
And it's also okay to fail. Uh, I go back to this teacher who reached out to me recently about helping her in her classroom. She wants to take risks, but she wants to take risks so that her students can take risks. She needs to push her strongest students more than she's pushed them before. And she needs for them to push themselves more than they've pushed themselves before. It's okay to fail. It's okay not to know. Another interesting story that I tell people a lot from when I first became an instructional coach is about a teacher who approached me and said, Dan, I really want to learn about layered curriculum. I'd love for you to help me with that. And I got to be honest, and I'm not sure I've ever told him this. I think I have. I'm not sure. But I didn't even know what that term was. I didn't know what layered curriculum was. But I didn't admit that, and I didn't let it affect me. What I did was I allowed it to motivate me. I said, well, if this teacher needs help with layered curriculum, I'm going to be sure that I learn about layered curriculum, what it is, how to do it. And sure enough, I did. I did some research. I was looking at websites. I was uh, finding templates to, uh, to use for different units of study. And uh, really, long story short, what ended up happening was not only did that teacher appreciate the help that I was giving him with layered curriculum. It also became something that I introduced to other teachers, like our music teacher, who faced a problem where he had students coming to him one, two, three times a week, and he needed a way to really uh, keep himself organized, but to keep the students organized. And it was just a, a really great thing to say that I didn't let that overwhelm me or overcome me. I was approached with a problem a teacher wanted help with something. I didn't really know what he wanted help with at first, but I pushed myself to learn about it and then to be able to learn enough to where I could actually coach uh, a couple of different teachers in using this instructional technique. So why am I telling you all of this? And why did I create an episode in my podcast all about pushing yourself and raising the bar? Well, again, I think it really has to do with how we come across as educators to our fellow educators, or more importantly, our students. If they don't see that we're pushing ourselves, they might not want to push themselves. Or if we're not continuing to be lifelong learners, and I mean truly learners, where we're really reaching out to find new things and learn new ways to do things, then our students might not want to become lifelong learners either. I really want to encourage everyone and anyone listening to this episode to raise the bar. Set high standards for yourself because then you'll have high standards for everyone else. I've realized about myself that this is what I've been doing for the better part of two or three years now. When I was first hired to be the instructional coach at my school, I said, you know, now I'm going to be taken out of the classroom where I was used to teaching one subject. I was an English language arts teacher. And I'm going to have to coach my colleagues who are teaching other subject areas. And they might think to themselves, who am I, an English teacher, to be coming to them and helping them teach their subjects? So I've pushed myself ever since then to really grow every single day and learn as much as I possibly can so that I can take it with me back to my teachers, back to my school, back to my students, so that everyone can have opportunities to grow. How I do that? Well, first and foremost, it's finding a PLN, becoming a connected educator, 
has exponentially changed my growth as an educator. I was able to reach out on social media such as Twitter and Voxer to several different groups and really hundreds if not thousands of other educators doing the same thing I am. And what I've been able to find over time is that I'm able to connect with other teachers who I share commonalities with. And we've really bonded over those commonalities. We've been able to connect virtually and many times even in person at various conferences. And just the amount of learning that happens every single day on those social media is unbelievable. I continue to be amazed all the time by how much learning is done every single day. I've also pushed myself over the past couple of years to become an ambassador for a few different ed tech companies. First, I became a Nearpod pioneer, then a Flipgrid ambassador. I'm also a Who Knew It learning ambassador. And most recently, this past summer, was named to the 2017 class of ASCD Emerging Leaders. So being an ambassador for these companies and organizations means that I am surrounded by so many other leaders in educational technology or educational leadership or just education in general. And again, the amount of learning happening from being part of those really tight-knit communities is tremendous. I also push myself by attending and presenting at conferences and ed camps. I attended my first ed camp back in the spring of 2016, and I haven't stopped since. I love that style of learning. I am very eager and excited to go to these events and to not only learn from the sessions and the presenters at them, but to be able to just network with and really have conversations with, deep, meaningful conversations with the other attendees. Another way that I've been able to push myself for the past year and a half has been going back to school. I'm a doctoral student studying educational leadership. And again, I've already mentioned how I struggled in my undergraduate years, and I never thought that I'd go back to school. Well, two master's degrees later and now halfway through a doctorate, I can easily say that going back to school is something that I haven't stopped doing and I may never stop doing because, again, it's all about raising the bar, pushing yourself, and just continuing to learn more and more all the time. Finally, I push myself with this podcast. This was sort of a, an experiment that I wanted to try out Last spring, I created the show, I gave the show a name, and although I've changed it since, I gave it a logo, and I said, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have a show like that and to, to do a podcast about education and educational leadership? And here I am. I set a bar for myself, and I think I reached that bar, maybe, but then I continue to raise the bar, and that's okay, too. So my expectations for this show, this podcast, have uh, really, they continue to be raised all the time. I started out small. We've grown a little bit here and there. We have now, this is the seventh episode, and I have amazing guests waiting in the wings. M more amazing than I ever expected the guests on my show would be, actually. And that's why I say raise the bar all the time. The last guest I had on my show in episode six, Mark Crowley, is an author of a book that I really loved reading. At some point, I said to myself, you know what? 
raise the expectation level, reach out to him, see if he'll come on the show. And he did. And not only did he come on the show, he was so willing to come on the show. And he was such a great guest. And the information he provided and the conversation we had was tremendous. I hope you've listened to that episode. If not, definitely, definitely get a chance uh, and go back and take a listen. But I was able to learn so much from him. And what I've realized about podcasting at this point is that Sure, I do it for my listeners, and I want anyone out there who's listening to be able to get a lot out of each episode and to learn a lot from the guests and learn a lot about lots of different topics regarding educational leadership and transforming education, but I also do it for myself. It's an amazing learning tool for me. It allows me to explore so many avenues of education and educational leadership that I probably wouldn't really be able to do on my own. But I really don't want to make this episode all about me. I know I've shared a lot. I've shared some struggles. I've shared some successes. And of course, I've shared some of the things that I do, like examples for how to go ahead and push yourself and push your learning forward in the field of education. But really, when you think about it, it's going to mean something different for everyone. So each of you listening to this show right now are going to decide whether or not you want to push yourself and how to do it. I hope you choose to raise the bar for yourself. And if you're in the field of education, do it for your students. My advice would be to push yourself first in order to be able to push your students even further. So I'll wrap up by, again, revisiting that situation with the teacher at my school who came to me and said, I need help pushing my students forward. She was able to recognize that in order to get her students where she thought they should be, then she needed to bring herself to a place where she's never been yet and learn more than she's ever learned before about how to actually get to these students and reach them on a very new level. I have that hope for you as well. If you're listening to this, find ways to reach those new levels of learning. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. And even more importantly, I hope that something has stuck with you, something has resonated with you, and that you decide to or want to keep pushing yourself forward and keep growing and learning all the time. I would absolutely love to hear how you're doing that. For more information on me or this show, please visit leaderoflearning.com or leaderoflearning.com slash podcast. Leave me some feedback. Drop me an email, dan at leaderoflearning.com. You can also find me on Twitter at dkrinis, D-K-R-E-I-N-E-S-S, or on Voxer, dkrinis as well. Please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Search Leader of Learning on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or anywhere where podcasts can be listened to. Please go ahead and leave some positive feedback for me. I love, I love hearing from you and how much you enjoy the show. And of course, please let me know how you are continuing to push yourself and raise the bar on your own learning.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.